Penis, 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 penis. Penis, wrinkle, penis, penis, penis. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, penis, penis. Dig balls, balls, dig, dig balls, dig balls, dig balls, dig balls, dig balls. God, what's wrong with us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Frosty, and alongside me, as always, is Resident Daryl. Release the Snyder Cut. And T-Bird. Hola. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? What's up? Uh, you know, I'm just wrangling my uh, internets over here. I decided to play a video game, and it crashed my system, you know, because that happens. Haha, <laughs> back sure, at you. Sure. What are you playing now? I heard the click clicks. Uh, oh, uh... I just got a party invitation by one of our listeners, Nick McKellar. Sorry, buddy. I cannot accept that because we are currently recording. Um, I will save what I've been playing for just a little bit later. Oh, oh, what you're currently playing now. Uh, in, in life, in general. Slide devil. That's you, T-Bird. What you up to, man? I'm just working. <laughs> guys holding up all right through the, uh, the, the 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 T virus. Oh, we are busy, bro. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're pretty we're pretty busy too, and it's kind of weird. Like you don't want to be, you know, a conspiracy theorist, and you don't want to minimalize what's going on. Because I know you, your wife works in the medical field; she sees a lot of the stuff that goes on. You know, and I'm not doubting like it's it's bad out there. You know, like in fact, we had someone we went to school with. Um, I can't, I can't remember his name. Uh, FC had actually told me about him, but apparently he had caught the virus and was posting online about. It. He's like, "Hey, this is not a joke. Like this thing almost killed me." And this guy's our age. He's in Jersey shape. He's like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he's a bodybuilder. I know. He's like, yeah, one of the teachers had posted his story. Yeah, I remember very, that. Very healthy. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely be careful out there. But at the same time, it's kind of weird because companies are like, "Wash your hands and." You know, wash your face. Don't don't scratch your butt. <laughs> and don't uh don't come near don't, anybody. We got to be careful here. Stay home. Stay safe. So I'll see you my day. And then touch your face. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Um. So if there's if anybody's gonna spread the virus, it's children because they're disgusting. Truth. <laughs> yeah, me and T Bird have been putting in a bunch of overtime, and like we are just busier than we've ever been in the history of the company, like 25 years in business. And our business has literally like uh, over doubled in the past month. Like <laughs> the numbers on the books, I showed Tanner, we, we had ran an errand together uh, after work today. And I showed Tanner when I got the numbers in, <laughs> I was like, it doesn't even seem possible to get the work done anymore. Like it's just so much because now that, you know, as most of you guys know, I build competition weightlifting equipment for a living, me and T-Bird. And, you know, it's a, the fitness industry is taking a hit because all the gyms are closed. 
So now everyone's like, well, we got to have equipment in our houses. So it just like overnight, we switched to from making giant weight rooms for schools. And we've got right now some of the biggest schools we've ever had, you know, redoing their weight rooms. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, now a quarter of a million people want freaking um, racks and benches and stuff for their house. So it is insanely busy right now. We got tons of people working mad overtime, staffing up, staggering hours. It's crazy. Yeah, NFL teams looking at us right now, like big NFL teams. <laughs> it's like, well, good it's, lord! It's good that you're staying busy. You know, there's a lot of people out there, um, out of work. You know, and sitting at home, not making a paycheck. Some are, you know, some companies are, uh, you know, paying their employees for being off. I don't know how long that'll last. Um, hopefully until this all this mess clears up. Uh, some companies are working their employees like. Uh, part time and yep. kind of paying them bonuses as they go, you know, like uh, I think Newcore is kind of doing something like that. <clears throat> I do. Yeah, I got a friend of mine. He works for like the Scholastic Book Company. Yeah, you know, and like so, he said that what they did is they cut their staff. The way he describes the place is very similar to Williams. You know where we're at. As far as like they they work with the owner, the you know saying the nature and the environment sounds pretty solid. But he said basically what they're doing is they're they're like only working two days a week each, so they're staggering it just to keep people out of the building. So pretty well, yeah, yeah. But enough silly talk. We're going to video games. Hang on, we got let's toast. We got we got a toast because well yeah, most important part of the show. That's yeah. That's part of the toast. You always talk about video games during the toast. We are a video game podcast. Are we? Generally. That depends. Balls. <laughs> so we start to show off right with a toast. Uh, we are toasting two two things. Actually, we have a double toast. Uh, one, we are toasting to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's finally a thing. It's out. People are playing it. Yeah, I hear that. We're streaming it. It's not a myth. It's here. I thought it was going to be delayed. You hear this noise right here, Frosty? That's to me. That's that's my copy of Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm crinkling the wrapper on the microphone. Oh, it's it was, real and it's literally in my hand. I thought it was you rolling a fatty. Oh no, this is me rolling fatty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's real, and I'm jealous because I don't have a copy yet. Like I don't even have Resident Evil Three yet. And that's depressing. Oh wait, let me. Let me grab that one. See, I'm not, not going to do this to you, Frosty. <laughs> Here's my Resident Evil 3. <laughs> why do you what? Why do you torch me? What else are we talking about? I got, I'll got. i pull that out, too. <laughs> so, our second toast, uh, we're shouting out to Cool Kid Joe for his 300th Platinum and his 69% level completion. So our guest last week, Cool Kid Joe, with Mister Sixty Nine, what Mister One Million, One Million Gamer Score, he posted a few days ago in our, uh, I think it was in several groups I'm a part of. I don't know if he actually put it in the Loot Bros group, but he posted that he beat Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Never Die, or Wet Dreams Never Dry, or something. Either way, um, <laughs> as his three hundredth platinum. And then it brought his total level completion to 
See, you could be on that that level, Daryl. Where like you're just you're too you're too choosy with your your platinum sometimes. So you're like, I'm gonna savor my 200th platinum or 100th platinum or whatever for a Resident Evil yeah. game. I owe it to myself. This one, meanwhile, cool kid Joe's out here playing garbage, <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel like the the dumpster trophy slut he is. And he is, and he loves it. He's so proud of it. Don't it's so funny. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> Old no, that's such true words have ever been spoken. Reaching in the bowels of the PlayStation ecosystem, we got trophy hunters, we got trophy whores, and we got them dumpster trophy sluts. <laughs> that's those. That's the real nasty ones. That's How like uh, are you? Patty the daytime hooker from My Name is Earl. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it takes a special type of woman to be a daytime hooker. <laughs> it takes a special type of trophy whore to be a dumpster trophy slut. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh right, man. He admits it too. Like we'll get to that <laughs> in, in our community. <laughs> so Yeah. What let's toast it to that. Oh, God, it really. <laughs> Dang it, man. <laughs> All these years, I'm still doing it wrong. You hit it too hard, man. Mm hmm. Sip, sip, pass. It's a little warm. Like, uh, we've been, we've been <laughs> sitting here talking junk for an hour and a half, and my Diet Coke was Splenda. It ain't ice cold no more. Mm. Yeah, I drank all my. I had a cup of chocolate milk. If that makes me sound like a six-year-old, <laughs> so be it. Does. But it was delicious, and I drank it before we started recording. So yeah, I had a cup of coffee, and it's gone already too. <laughs> oh no, that means you're gonna have to poop mid-show. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, oh my god! This house and it's a glorious this mother. This mother freaker right here pooped in my house today. Yeah, and. Yes, I was across. Okay, so my bathroom is, you know, my bathroom is tucked behind or technically adjoined to the laundry room. Mm. And there's a door that shuts and away from both of those. Right. Mm. So I'm in the kitchen at the fridge. I had just got groceries and stuff and I was kind of rearranging some things, even though I had already kind of dropped them off earlier. Tanner was like, I got to drop the kids off the pool. He was going to go check out the, the additions I made to the weight room and he's going to bounce. <laughs> right. So he freaking goes in there and like, I walk out of the room and I come back and I'm like, open up the fridge. I'm rearranging things. I'm hearing. <laughs> and then it's just like, it's like, dude, you got somebody start breaking in. <laughs> he was like, and and the thing was it was like okay after the third or fourth one i'm like it was like what you hear on a freaking movie dude i was like okay after the third or fourth one he's done right and then it was like a 30 second pause i was like oh my god like so, from Dumb and Dumber, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, yes. And then he, it was like he took a break, and then he had a second wave. And I was like, 
And, and the first couple of them, I wasn't trying to embarrass him, so I didn't let it, I didn't say nothing. After like that third or fourth, I was like, "Bro, you all right? God, dog." I didn't hear anything. <laughs> you probably couldn't over the echo in the bowl. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Praise God. Oh God. <laughs> he exercised the demon in there, man. I was like, God. There's that, that doom eternal freaking marauder coming out of him. It's <laughs> like, good. <laughs> like he, he, he like goes silent for a minute and then the B, a BFG uh, division starts playing. Yes. <laughs> I was trying my hardest to poop quietly. <laughs> it, just, it just happened to be that one time. It's just like, nope. Every time you try to be quiet, it's just going. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was like if that was quiet, God dog, I don't want to hear what just regular is. That was bad today. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel good after yeah. that one. <laughs> Man, you ought to feel like a brand new person. <laughs> I love how after that story of, of Tanner's ridiculous bowel movement, he goes home and drinks coffee. <laughs> yeah. Well, now that's out of the way. <laughs> I'm enjoying this now. I get to drink my coffee in peace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was it was crazy. It was just insanity. I've never like I try not to listen for people when they're using the bathrooms, anyways, because that's just kind of weird and gross. And you're setting yourself up to really think twice about a person afterwards. <laughs> so uh, I, I was just like, I'm just minding my own business, just across the house, essentially. Oh my god. I think that's just a faulty, like, you know, design on your house. Like, your bathroom's <laughs> that close to your kitchen. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, no, there, there's a there's an air conditioning vent right by the can. And then there's another one underneath the sink. They like, so I get, I bet what it was was, you know, how back in the day you could take a can and a string and connect it to another can and like stretch it across the yard. Y'all could talk and hear through it. That's what your butt was doing to my kitchen. It was just freaking communicating to my kitchen through the daggum air conditioning vents. <laughs> Tanner's booty said, Blicka, Blicka. <laughs> he said, brat, brat. You're not, you're not far off from a frosty. <laughs> oh, golly. He said, his butt said, You see my pistol clap? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh God, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> the Loot Bros Poop Cast. This is the Loot Bros Podcast you are listening to, sadly. Uh, we are a video game podcast. Sadly. <laughs> uh, just a reminder you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, be sure to like, share, subscribe, share us with your friends. We have a, a Facebook group. We should join the Facebook group. It is a closed group. Ask nicely. We will let you in. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Loop Bros. You can find us on Instagram on, on Twitch, Twitch as well. Loop, yep, the Loop Bros the podcast, Loop, the Loop Bros podcast on Twitch. Um, eventually we would probably be going live, hopefully, maybe ish. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got to. So uh, when you hear this show, this will be going live Monday morning, uh, eight a.m. Eastern time, as per usual. And then so 
six days later, we'll be doing our 12-hour gaming stream. So this is the last podcast of ours you will hear before our big 12-hour gaming stream. Now, originally, we uh, announced the stream. We we're partnering up with uh, LMC. We we're going to be doing a March of Dimes stream, taking donations for March of Dimes. Given the current pand- worldwide pandemic, we understand that monies are probably a lot tighter now. A lot less people are working. Uh, so we're still doing the stream, still doing 12 hours. You know, We've obviously compiled our games list, and we're going to have a lot of fun. we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you guys. Uh, so we're doing the 12-hour stream. So when you hear this, this is a Monday, If when you listen to it on Monday. If you're here listening to it on Wednesday, whatever, listen to me. This Saturday, 12-hour stream from noon to midnight with Loot Rose. Come be a part of it. We're going to play some games that you guys can all join in. We're going to play some of the uh, free-to-play games on uh, the PlayStation. We're going to be playing some uh, really weird and absurd, cool PC games. We're going to be playing some, uh, I think Tanner wants to do like a six-hour wanking simulator, Sam. Or uh, stream, <laughs> Jesus Christ! No. Without the game, <laughs> I don't think I can stream that on Twitch. <laughs> you can't. Everybody else does. It's on YouTube. I will be. Uh, what are you watching, Daryl? <laughs> I will be performing uh, my uh, cosplay and selling bathwater. So. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. So, come join us on the stream. We're gonna have a good time. Should be should be a lot of fun. Uh, the backlog beatdown is still a thing. Uh, it's a little competition we is are it? running. I I think so. People are so oh yeah. So basically, we have pledged this year to clear up our backlog instead of buying new games in a year where there's a lot of good games coming out. Good job, Daryl. Uh, <laughs> so basically, if you buy a game, you get a pull negative one. If you beat a game, you get a plus one. And then at the end of the year, we'll tally up the winners and you'll win stuff. Uh, well, there's various side bets and side quests going on. As far as the initial premise of the backlog beatdown, it was just a friendly competition between podcasts and listeners. And since then, now there's, uh, if you, if you complete an entire franchise during the, uh, from January 1st, 2020 to December 31st, if you picked an entire franchise and beat every game in the franchise, then you get a guest spot on the Loot Bros where we will discuss your said franchise. Uh, if you There's the Be Legit side quest. So if you, whoever beats the most games throughout the year that are uh, eight hours or more, according to howlongtobeat.com, uh, one of our uh, good friends of the show and loyal listeners, Levi Thomas is sponsoring a uh, a series of gift cards. You know, first place, second place, third place for the Be Legit side quest. And then, uh, if you beat some games for the backlog beatdown, and then reach out to our good friends over at Push to Plat, uh, CJ Anderson. If you reach out for to him and you sell him on your games, he will have you on his show. And you guys can talk about those games. So there's a lot of cool things going, you know, obviously on game stuff. Another good, uh, a good, some good friends of ours, uh, Joe and Kalai. So uh, we're you know, really, they're really in deep with us. They're kind of, we're co-hosting this event. Um, they give a, a rundown of the backlog beatdown totals every single week. Who's, who's kind of beat what. And um, so it's it's incredible. Like I'm just scrolling through the spreadsheet right now that we've kept of everyone who's used the hashtag uh, backlog beatdown. 
in the the uh, the two different groups we have, the Backlog Beatdown group and our group, and uh, the Gangstuff group. So right now, first place, John Tencredi, Dat Once Goal has has a total of fifty six points. CJ Anderson has finally come up second place with thirty one points. What? Uh, yeah, he went from negative like negative fourteen or negative twenty. Like day one, like he bought that whole slew of games and started in the negative. And sure enough, he's not in second place now. Uh, I'm yeah, in back story of the century. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I'm in third around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in third place with 29 points, which actually that's not accurate. I've got 31 points because I beat a few games and I'll talk about those in a little bit. Uh, Joseph Priestley is at 25. James McCall is at 14. Kalai is at 13. Tricky Mick, the one-eyed bandit, is at 13. Uh, special shout-out, Homer gets duffed. Um, this is from the uh, Trophy Horse podcast, uh, I Yield to No One. This is his brother. And Homer is straight killing it. Not only is he beating a bunch of games, but he has out-platinumed the Trophy Horse. So he's got more platinums in this, this year than any of the Trophy Horse. So, hashtag give that man a seat on the show. Homer gets dust. Sounds like a weird snuff film. Yep. Th- yep, it probably is, actually. <laughs> um, Gareth Davis is at eight. Uh, Levi Thomas is at six. Uh, T-Bird is at five. Andrew Middlemas with two points. Oh, wait, Homer gets duffed is on here twice. So, guess what? That puts him at a total of 14. Excuse me. Uh, Jim is at two. Derek is at one. Uh, Josh the Ghost Craps is at one. Uh, Corey, the former co-host of uh, Game Stuff, is at one. Roberto is at one. Simon Brakova at one. Frosty is at zero. <gasps> you broke. You broken even. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Veronica is at one, and Zachary Ledford is at, excuse me at negative one, and Zachary Ledford is also at negative one. So we've had some some people fluctuate up kind of high and come down a little bit, and so uh, it's been a it's been a nice fun com you know I want to say so much a competition as it has been a uh, a great event you know a cooperative event everyone's kind of cheering each other on when somebody completes or platinum's a game or 100% game you see a lot of congratulations in there and there's a lot of hey you know even though I try really hard to find really good deals on games and post them in the groups just to kind of tease everybody there's a lot of people you know, asking each other do you really want to take that negative point for buying games so uh and you got guys like Levi who are looking out for people who are purchasing games and saying hey by the way uh, these popular games, these are on Game Pass or these are free on Epic right now. So it's been cool, man. There's like a lot of good cooperation going on. Hmm. So uh, it's been a good, f- it's a pipping good time. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, speaking of beatdown, Dana White, the president of UFC. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. Apparently, he is buying an island to yes. start hosting UFC fights on this island. And so as a joke, of course, the gaming community is calling him the uh, Shao Kahn, the real life Shao Kahn <laughs> yes. for hosting Mortal Kombat tournaments. And oh, that I makes think that's so amazing. much sense now. Yeah. I saw I that email. More, what? More, I was thinking more Shang Tsung. Shao Kahn is just as cool. Uh, so now we have to <laughs> let the memes commence. Like this, need, this needs to be a thing. Dana White, Shao Kahn memes. Um, I did see a meme that said uh, <laughs> uh, UFC fighters loading up on the boat to head to the island and it was the the 
the boat from uh, the first Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, also, real quick before we get into what are we playing, Konami apparently has they haven't. I haven't seen this officially announced in any big outlets yet. Maybe I'm just overlooking it. Um, I don't know if this is like big enough news to really for them to really even care about because we all know it's going to be a pachinko machine. But Konami has apparently revived the license to Bloody Roar, which was Dude. a fantastic fighting game. Um, mostly in the PS1 era. I think they made a GameCube one, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Uh, but I know like, the PS1 had, I think there was three on the PS1. They were all amazing. Such a good fighting game. Um, <clears throat> before furries were a thing, so don't associate the game with furries. <laughs> yeah, boy. I had Bloody Roar 2, I believe. Yeah. That's where so, it all started. That's where it all started. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't like Konami's never really been known for fighting games. I think the only fighting game they made was like this really bad Castlevania fighting game for the Wii. And I was like, okay, stop. Um, <laughs> you've ruined a beloved franchise and then you made it into a bad fighting game. Thanks. Um, so it's probably going to be just gonna be a pachinko machine, sadly. But I mean, I can't be the only gamer that would kind of secretly want Konami to start making games again. But they've, they've got a lot of kissing up to do. Dude, they could get all the goodwill back and they would just put out Every year, one good game in all the major IP they have. Yeah. Like, that's all it take. One game a year. We were, we're not asking a lot. I guarantee you, especially with as hot as Castlevania is right now with that Netflix series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Put out, you put out a, a halfway decent Castlevania. Then next year, put out a halfway decent Silent Hill. Then the year after that, put out a halfway decent Contra. Like, don't give it to these, like, and I'm not being, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like these, like these B tier and C tier developers that like yeah. they just kind of don't take care of your IP, you know? Like get some people that care about it, you know, yeah. and then put out, you know, maybe after year four or five, you know, then you put out the uh, a new Metal Gear or something after you've won some goodwill back because yeah. you know they're going to take a blow the next time they put a Metal Gear out. Well, Konami's biggest problem, and everyone knew it, is they they were pushing so hard to franchise metal gear to the point where it was like so oversaturated you like they you had to have a you know it's like well we're gonna take the face of the company and then we're going to do whatever we can we're gonna make a, a metal gear racing game and an rpg and, a, and an action adventure and that's kind of what they were doing so they're rushing the developers to create games just to make money and it just watered down the game and i feel like they kind of did that with like because everyone wanted a new castlevania so bad they came out with lords of shadows the first one Developed by Team Kojima, fantastic game. I was like, we finally have a good 3D Castlevania, boys. And then they came out with a second one, and I never played it personally, but the reviews just didn't like. It, the reviews were disappointing. It looks cool, like I like the concept of the game. It just it didn't resonate as well, and it wasn't as good according to critics. I'm thinking maybe that's because Konami was doing this thing where they were kind of outsourcing the development team and pushing to release a game that you know. Just to just to get a sequel out there to make some money instead of taking its time and like focusing on, you know, because they put a lot of time in re- in the first one. It took me twenty two hours to beat that game. Like that game was lengthy. It was really good. But with all that being said, like I would love to see Konami get back into it, but they're gonna have to do what Capcom did. You know, like Capcom went through kind of a rough phase, but Capcom 
it was it was a rough phase, but it wasn't a bad phase. If that makes sense, like they were still making decent games. They were still out there. Like, hey, we're Capcom. We're doing our thing, and everybody was like, you know, where's where's Street Fighter? Where's uh, Resident Evil? Where's this? Where's that? And so then they finally started pumping out these games, and it's like they're kicking butt right now. They have a lot of momentum, and Capcom just needs to do the same thing. And I think fans will be okay with that. But the whole Kojima yeah. thing, would be you know, that yeah. that's still interesting. I own Lords of Shadow 2 and I've played it and I remembered it being cool. Like it starts off really good. I mean, it's a God of War clone. I don't know if you want to call it a clone, but it's a God of War style, you know, stylized action adventure game with really big, big bosses. Yeah. But uh, the thing, the thing that really turned me off on it was some of the stealth stuff in there. And I don't know. I don't remember the first Lords of Shadow. I don't think I played very much of it. If I, I don't even remember. I own it. I own it. I just don't remember that the like stealth. I just remember that that was very disruptive in the second game. Like it was like, oh, this is this is not good right here. It had some whatever they're trying to do. Like a lot of people compared it to like a. Like, there's one part of the game you you fighting this big like stone Goliath and you're like climbing it and swinging on like different parts of his body and people are like, oh, that's like Shadow of the Colossus. And then there's some enemies you fight where they're like, oh, this is like God of War. It's got some borrowed elements, just like any other action adventure might. But it's still got really good reviews in most outlets. So it was still a really good game. You know, um, it's, it was solid. Like we got we finally got another good Castlevania game. And the story was amazing. Like, yeah. it, it, had a really cool, it had a really cool ending, too. Like, it was kind of a twist of an ending. <laughs> but really great after credits, too. Like if you ever get a chance to beat the game, make sure you watch the after credits. But um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I mean, it's probably it's probably this is probably gonna be a pachinko machine, and we'll forget about it. And then, <clears throat> you know, it's gonna piss the fighting game community off because we've been wanting a bloody roar forever. But it is what it is. We'll see. But yep, yep, yep. With that being said, we move on to what are we playing? Uh, this is part of the show where we tell you what we are playing. <laughs> Uh, obviously, very, very good. <laughs> I could well, do this absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> wise words from a wise man. Uh, T Bird, what you been playing, man? Uh, I really haven't played too much. I finished the Control DLC. Very good. The final fight on that DLC is kind of tough, so be prepared for that. And that's actually all. Kind of it. <laughs> This whole week, I've been coming home and just passing out. Yeah, it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> Getting drunk, beat the wife, pass out. Check, check, check. Well, <laughs> yeah. Or beat the wife. Excellent. That's what he nicknamed his package, the wife. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Well, I let the community vote on what they wanted me to do for my 200th platinum because uh, I, you know, didn't want to play a uh, Laser Suit Larry. Monster Hunter. I, no, God, no, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm uh, just kind of chipping away at Arkham Knight. I got several trophies in it this week. Um, such a good, fun game. Oh, yeah. So and good. Uh, I, I really, really like it. One of the best games to come out this generation, in my opinion. Uh, my kids kind of hung out with me, and uh, we just, you know, passed the controller, driving the Batmobile, just going around, running around doing crazy stuff. Really, you know, really having fun. 
Um, so I've been playing it. That's one game that did not suffer from sequelitis because all of those games are good. And they just got better. I think the only one that got any heat was Origins, which I still think is a good game and has some of the better boss fights in it. But it came out for when you know people were really hating on when the lead studio takes a let, lets the the B team, the side studios take a yeah. hit. Yeah, and you know, and it really it really didn't help the fact that Arkham Knight came out so much bigger and better than City and Origins and Asylum because like Asylum's great. I love City. I think, yeah, City is really good too, and then Origins is just more City. Like it's just kind of more of the same, yeah. which I don't think is a bad thing, but it wasn't. It, well, I don't know. It's weird because uh, Asylum is a very, uh, you know, uh, tight space Metroidvania style, you know, Batman game. Uh, City became open world, even though it still has those Metroidvania elements where you still have to kind of like get a certain power up before you can enter certain sections of the world, it, you know, the open world nature. So it was like, here's this groundbreaking game, Asylum. Now here's the next step up city, which is open world. And then it was like, Oh, the B team's making origins. It's a prequel. And it's just kind of more of the same. It wasn't like, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't fantastic. The Deathstroke fights are great in it. Like, holy crap, those are great. But, and then, or, I mean, uh, Arkham Knight comes out and it was just like, all right, dropping balls on everybody because not only is it open world, not only does it have a great story, not only are the graphics phenomenal and there's ridiculous amounts of content, but now you got the Bat Tank, which I personally love. Like, it was one of those things that grew on me the more I played. Like, the Batmobile is great and like driving it's awesome. And the Bat Tank scenes, although there's a lot of them and I can see where like the repetition can get to some people, like, I had a lot of fun with it. And like the other night, my oldest was over here just, just straight owning drones, just killing them. Um, he was just kept playing some of the challenge mode, just some of the levels over and over again. And I was trying to explain to him, I was like, Hey man, like this is how you do this. He goes, yeah, I already figured it out. Do, 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 do. And he was just killing all this stuff. It was, just, it was really cool. It's a really, really, really fun game. Really enjoyable. Thank you. Um, the next on my list is Monster Hunter World. I've been playing that with my son. Uh, and we've been getting up. This week's been a little tough for me. Yeah, I've I've been working real late and uh, had a lot to do. You know, with, with the kids being homeschooled and three different ages and stuff like that, it's kind of a lot. And me and my wife are both working. You know, what I'm saying full time plus. So we've been doing a lot of schoolwork and projects and stuff in the evenings. So I haven't been getting up as early the past couple of weeks as I normally do. Instead of getting up at five, I'm getting up at like six or six thirty. So we got up a couple days this week at five and played some Monster Hunter. Um, I, I wish I could tell you where I was at in it. I just beat uh, the two lightning unicorns. I don't know if you guys have ever played that. Uh, played Monster Hunter World. I got that far. Um. So yeah, I play, we just beat the, the the Kiras is what they're called. They're lightning unicorns. I think we're doing like six star hunts now. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um. Either way, we're playing along with it. It's good. Uh, he's already beat the game, and he's kind of going back through it with me, grinding out to get new armor and stuff. Yeah, I never beat the game. That's the thing. Like, I I would go through the campaign a little bit, and then I'd go back and grind out for armor. 
and then I would proceed through the game a bit, and then, like I'd get some more material for the next set of armor, and I was like, "Well, I want to build that armor." So like I'm constantly stopping and grinding. So I never uh, like my Friday nights mostly, but I never uh, <laughs> I never finished the campaigns. I, I would love to finish that game and play the DLC because it's it's a lot of fun, especially when you have a group. Heck yeah. So and then um, so played like I said, Monster Hunter, and then I beat uh matt hazard the uh, eat lead matt hazard i was talking about last week on the show that final boss fight i was telling tanner it is a freaking pain in the balls like that game like the game doesn't control great like to begin with and aiming kind of sucks in it and then all of a sudden in the last level they give you ocean loads of enemies to fight and then the final boss killed me like 20 or 30 times like I had to, I finally figured out the pattern in which he's got this like one shot sniper rifle and he shoots your cover and every third shot he shoots in halftime. So it's like you run a little bit, take cover, he fires. You run a little bit, he take covers, he fires. You start to run again, he fires in half the amount of time that you normally have. Yeah. But by then, like the pat where I was at on my spawn point, like or my from my checkpoint, I didn't have no freaking cover, so I just kept dying and dying and dying and dying and dying. And finally, I was able to get like one or two shots on him to kind of stun lock him for a second, and then hit the 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 next checkpoint. It's just, it's just one of those stupid things that I don't know how much of it was the game's fault, and how much of it was I died at like a really bad checkpoint. Oh my gosh, I was freaking getting so aggravated. I probably spent thirty minutes on this fight, and the game is not good enough to be that frustrating at any, at any point in time. Mm. So I, you know, I beat it. It's, it was one of those that I really wanted to finish. You know, that was on my backlog and I, I did it. I'm done. I'm not going to go. I, I, even though I got like 70% of the trophies, I just don't think I'm going to go for the platinum. I don't know that I enjoyed myself enough to put myself through that. Cause you have to play it on the hardest difficulty. And I just, I don't know that last level may, it just ruined the whole experience for me. Mm. And so we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but the most important thing I have on my list and the last game I'm going to bring up tonight is resident evil three remake or resident evil, uh, three make remake. Yeah. Three make. Yeah. I always have clever names. Yeah. Um, it is, Absolutely fantastic. I think I like it more than Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, and I've read a lot of the criticisms and a lot of the, you know, the people's not liking the fact that it's a short game. And I'm sitting back as an OG Resident Evil fan and I just laugh because none of these MFs remember the original Resident Evil 3 <laughs> that was also an extraordinarily short game. It mm-hmm. was is half the length of Resident Evil Two. Didn't have and what they did add on. No, huh? And that's the thing that's killing me too. And I'm going to talk about this a lot on two, two, three, six this month, like because that's going to be my focal point is be Resident Evil Three. But I'm like, the original Resident Evil Three came out 18 months after Resident Evil Two. This one came out a year. <laughs> it might have been close to 18 months after Resident Evil Two, and it's. The both of them are about half the length of the of their predecessors. It's, it's almost a one for one, you know, like 
the way they released it and the length of the games and all that stuff. And I'm just like, you guys, 20 years ago, I heard these cries, you know, like y'all doing it again. Stop it. Like freaking Google how long the game was. You're not going to be disappointed once you know. And this one comes with the multiplayer mode, which I haven't played yet, but looks great. Um, but I played the game in two sittings and beat the whole thing. My clock, I clocked in about six and a half hours. I feel like it did not overstay its welcome. Uh, I don't know. I mean, another two, three hours in the in the game might have been good, but Jill was awesome. Carlos was a freaking like a Diet Coke version of Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really think that they, they would, if they would have just forked over the money and got Keanu Reeves to play Carlos in this game, it would have done. Some it would have really. I, I think that the way people are so fond of Keanu Reeves right now, if Capcom would have said, "Hey, Keanu, we want you to voice over Carlos," I think that that would have gotten so much goodwill that no one would have cared how short the game was. Uh, yeah, they they took some liberties of changing some things that I don't. Again, I don't understand like why change certain things like this one particular area. I'm not going to say because it's a you know it's. It's a bit of a spoiler, and it's also like really important to the original version. Mm-hmm. Like they changed it completely. They and I don't understand why. But what they did do was they gave you the dodge, which was also in Resident Evil Three, the original. Yeah, but it really does. It takes somebody like Nemesis, you know, and like Mister X from Resident Evil Two. It makes them like just ten percent less threatening. And it makes me feel like I can actually get away and fight back, you know? And like the thing I hate about horror games is when they don't let me fight back. The thing that's always attracted me to Resident Evil is the the idea that I can fight back to anything. That like if I play my cards right, I can save up enough weapons and ammo to take on any challenge. Sure. You know, so, sometimes like I, in horror games, that's the appeal when you can't fight back. That's why like I still say that Outlast is one of the best horror games I've ever played. Because you can't fight back, you are rendered hard, like helpless. So you're kind yeah. of, you know, it it is a true horror game. Now, something like Resident Evil, you you expect to have weapons and stuff to fight back, but at the same time, right. like a lot of the beauty of Resident Evil was always the fact that you're so stuck, like like you can't maneuver. Like Resident Evil, you know, like Resident Evil four, five, and six, you kind of felt invincible because the fact you could shoot like an enemy in the head or somewhere weak and run up and just kick the crap out of them, knock yep. their head off. You know what I mean? Like I kind of like games where you can't do that. Like they give you just enough maneuverability to maybe escape, but it's also still a challenge. You know, like I, I, I've always kind of dug that personally. Well, you know, games where you can't fight back, don't speak to me. Like that's not my favorite type of horror. So that's why the outlast and the alien isolations are just not typically games that I've, speak too fond of i don't think they're bad i think they see, they do what they choose what they wanted to do well yeah. it's just not my favorite to quote Whereas, robert downey jr in tropic thunder survive <laughs> yeah yeah and see and that's cool and there's a, there's a place for that and obviously that's not a resident evil thing and resident evil 3 in my opinion takes what's great about resident evil 2 remake and takes what's great about resident evil like four, five, and six action style and marries them perfectly. Like if you don't fight Nemesis, then you're going to have an abundance of ammo. And by an abundance, I mean, 
like four or five extra rounds at the end of every fight. <laughs> like, whereas in Resident Evil 2, like I ran out and stayed out. Like I spent yeah. my entire first playthrough of that game that I stopped and restarted a, a, about three quarters <laughs> way through. Yeah. I ran out of resources and got myself into a situation where I was like, I, I screwed it up. I got to start over. I kind of um, feel bad for you too. Cause I remember like my first playthrough, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to save ammo. Cause I remember playing like the original Resident Evil two. It was like that. Like I did my, my yep. best to save ammo. So a lot of times it would catch me like I'll shoot a zombie and just kind of run around them. You know what yep. I mean? Which sometimes sucks because when you have to go back through an area, you forget there's enemies there. And, yep. and that game is brutal because they can go through doors and stuff. So like you bust open the door to go into the, the little, the, the main police office and you forget that there's an enemy in there that you forgot to kill. And he <laughs> yep. grabs you like it. Like that's happened to me a few times and just scared the living daylights out of me. Yeah. Well, well this game does a really good job of marrying all that stuff, man. I, I just, I'm so, so, so hot on this game. Like I am just, just, I loved it. I loved the, it. Like that's the Jill talking. It, well, you know what? Like sh- she's great, man. Like she was absolutely awesome in this game. Like it was really good. Uh, you know, like one of my gripes with Resident Evil Two was that they took out the a lot of the character development with yeah. Resident with the characters, and in this one they kind of went the opposite direction and almost over developed the relationship between um, mm-hmm. uh, you know Carlos and Jill, which I don't say overdeveloped it in like a bad way. Like it was just. You know, they went out of their way to to make it work. It was good, man. It was good. I'll talk about, more about it on two two three six. Like I could talk about this game all night long. I just, I really, really, really liked it. So awesome. That's it for cool. me. Cool, cool. Uh, we move on to leaderboards. Yeah. So, if you want to hear your name shouted out on the show. Head on over to truetrophies.com and trueachievements.com. Sign up for our leaderboards. We have custom leaderboards there. The Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, it, we're going to start off with our True Achievements leaderboard this week. Uh, first place is JDI Master Ace with 945 achievement points. Second place is Cool Kid Joe with 470 achievement points. And then third place, bringing up the rear, would be Dump Liquor with 256 achievement points. And I talked to old Dump Liquor today, and he said he has been straight killing it in No Man's Sky. So, yes, congratulations on that one. They've added, like, exosuits and mechs and stuff in No Man's Sky now. It's a whole other game, and no one knows about it. (laughs) Well, what's crazy is, like, it's had a pretty solid community stay with it. Yeah. You know? And, like, I listened to a couple different, like, Xbox podcast and see they didn't get the game when it released bearable you know incomplete yeah they Mm -hmm. got it when it was what it was supposed to be so there's a few xbox podcasts i listen to where they're just been all my no man's sky has just been great since day one for them and so sure enough that's uh that's dump liquor checking it out and then we're going to head on over real quick to our true trophies leaderboard in first place Affectatious Donk with 337 trophies, straight up killing it. Uh, cool Kid Joe coming in second place with 300 trophies. And in third place, for the first time in seemingly months, the One-Eyed Bandit has 
made a name for himself with 57 trophies. Oh. So, and and this week I want to give a special shout out to fourth place. Uh that would be Parcival 2528. That is uh our good friend of the show, Levi Thomas, climbing the leaderboards with 44 trophies. That's the most I've seen him acquire. Uh and he was knocking out a bunch of Arkham Asylum trophies. So, congratulations to you, but you uh, almost made it into the top 3. So, one day you will choke that chicken. <laughs> so, and we don't do the steam leaderboards because it would never reset correctly. So, mm. yeah, you know, we're waiting on the drivers to get updated. <laughs> so, that's us. All right, now we move on to our favorite part of the show the community question. Well, my favorite part community questions. <clears throat> this week was a little different. We actually went to you, the community, and asked you what you've been playing. And uh, we got some good ones here. So Gareth Davis says, main game I'm investing in is Watch Dogs. Really enjoying this despite the negative vibes it's received when released. Also playing bits of Rocket League, FIFA 20, and the Golf Club 2. So that's pretty Heck cool. Yeah. That, Watch Dogs was one of those games I never, I don't think I ever got a chance to try it out. Um, But it looked pretty good. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. I know the second one, like a lot of people said the second one was a huge step forward for the series. So it looked pretty dope. I may want to check that one out. Uh, Levi Thomas asked, I'm heavy into Plague Tale Innocence and I'm really loving it. Next up is Final Fantasy 7, Resident Evil 6, and really Resident Evil 6. Okay. Yeah. And finishing uh, Alien Isolation to finish off April. Then May is Quantum Break. Spider-Man, PS4, and a Jedi Outcast. Dude, Jedi Outcast is so good. It definitely looks like it's aged. <laughs> this has been a long time since that game came out, but it, but yeah, that game was so dope. I remember playing on PC. Um, yeah, Resident Evil 6 is good until you get to play as the guy from Prison Break. Jake? Then, <laughs> yeah. Mixed reviews on that one. Fun? Well, it's, it's fun. But it's just weird. It's a weird. You'll notice the, the difference when you play it. I'll say that. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird pace. It's a weird paced game. It's very fast paced, and it just jumps all over the place. It jumps all over the all the continents. Jumps all over the world. Jumps um, all over our opinions of <laughs> Resident Evil. Yeah. It, it definitely is different. But you know what, though, it's one of those games where, like, right now, like, if you're in a situation where you Kind of like, all right, I want to play something that's a little more uh, just off, like off the walls, just bat crazy. You know, that's what you need. <laughs> if it, sure. Just to go get, go get you, go get you a freaking mutant uh, T virus T Rex. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, Derek says, I was playing Ori. I got to a part I can't get out because I don't have the gaming drive of an eight year old anymore. So I gave up and have been questioning if I even play games anymore ever since. Um, to have a drive of an eight-year-old, like I don't know, man. I had, I didn't get my my diehard gaming drive till I was like twelve, thirteen. You know what I mean? Because that's when I was like, I had kind of mastered gaming. When I was eight year old, eight years old, like I was still getting my butt kicked at like Super Mario World. Like I was doing okay. I was doing okay. I was still an amateur. 
I was I was <laughs> uh losing my virginity on prom night when I was you know I hadn't advanced yet, you know what I mean? You know, the Bush League stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh also he says, No, I don't want to play Magic Frosty. With that said, do you ever find yourself in this situation? Hashtag still no to magic. What's up with the magic hate? Like <laughs> I know that was a great a I great comment. That, uh, <laughs> he, you, he got in front of that one real quick. <laughs> he also said that he had spent this week working on a puzzle. Okay. All of your street cred of bashing Magic the Gathering just went out the window. You're like, what are you? What are you, 80? Why are you working on a puzzle? Like, and <laughs> your drive to play video games, that's, that's completely normal. I've, I've been, I've went through that a few times. Kind of went through that the past year. Now I'm kind of getting back into the groove of things, playing games again. It's good to take a break. Like, I know that, like, as a hobby, like, playing games is one of the laziest things you could do. <laughs> um, it can take some mental strain on you. And after a while, you'll just be like, you know, you'll get to a point where like every game you play just either bores you or you're too tired to play. Just take a break, take a break, go do stuff. You know, um, that's kind of how, you know, whenever I'd gotten into magic and I took my hiatus from video games, it was, a, it was refreshing because I got in contact with a lot of people I hadn't talked to in forever. And then got into a hobby that I thought I would never like. And I love it. So, might not be it doesn't have to be magic it could be something you know and that's fine but just come back when you know there's something that might you know tickle your fancy also try other genres because i know a lot it's it's popular for like it's it's easy i guess to play shooters all the time whether first person or third person try a different genre try to try an rpg you never know you might like it try a platformer you know because that's my thing like i always try to have a Diverse palette growing up with different games. I watched him play Ori. It's it was rough. Well, Ori is a hard game from one. Oh, I know. Right? I, I didn't. I tried try playing the first one. I couldn't finish it. But yeah, I say I couldn't. I don't. I'm not a big fan of platformers, so that game really didn't appeal to me. But it looked pretty. Yeah. Also, Magic's chess with cards. What's not cool about that? Chess. Mm, cards. What's, what's your... What's this hating against card games now? Tabletop games are great. Like, I'd play more if they weren't all so expensive. That's that's the thing. Like, Magic's expensive enough, but there's some tabletop games out there. It's like, you could buy it one time and never have to upgrade it, but you're still dropping. It's like, okay... $65, for instance, for uh, Betrayal on House on Haunted Hill, which is a pretty popular one. It's like $65 on that, or I can buy two games on on uh, Flash Sale on PlayStation, you know, or buy Resident Evil 3. So you just kind of have to choose there. Resident Evil 3 all day, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so don't, don't, be, don't be bummed. I mean, just take a break and come back. So... I, uh, not to be the contrarian, but I, I've never had, and this is probably just cause I just keep the candle burning at both ends all the time. I don't get the, I don't, I haven't been through like one of those phases where like, I don't even know if I want a game or I, to me, I'm always so freaking busy that all I can think about is one of these days I'm going to get to freaking play games like everybody else. And- Why I order? Yeah, so I don't know. I had, I unfortunately, I guess, I haven't got to experience that, or fortunately, however you want to look at it. 
Um, but yeah, I will second that, you know, take a break, go do something cool. Go play a joiner. Yep. Play a joiner is cool. Or, I mean, I know that <laughs> one thing that's probably killing you is the fact that you don't have anybody to play with, maybe. Because yeah. I know that's always a big bummer. Cause, uh, yeah, Tanner. <laughs> yeah, Tanner, who lives with him. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, like, when you have a group of people to play with, I think it just resonates with you more and allows you to enjoy it more and, and have that drive to do it more. Instead of like, what are we talking about here again? <laughs> well, I was talking about sex. <laughs> okay, just making sure we're on the same page. So while we're at it, we could we could use that analogy for games too. So, so while you're beating your meat, play, you, play a different genre game. Play a different genre. <laughs> yep. Uh, Zach Ledford asked, "Haven't had much, or rather, he chimes in. Excuse me, haven't had much time to play this week, but started Dead Cells, and have been going back to being a teenager, grinding Minecraft. A teenager, how old are you? Yeah, boy. As a teenager, I was playing Zelda: Ocarina of Time and Mario sixty four. Still, two of the greatest games ever made. They're games." Their games. I can't say anything because I never played them. You guys missed out. What would it be like to be a teenager and have Minecraft to play? I don't know what it's like to be a teenager and have Minecraft, but I am a father of three and we play Minecraft. And as an adult, I love it so much that I platinumed it three times. Like, I've been watching a lot of uh, history of video games and, and like to go back in time and see how different gaming was back then like it was pretty wild like games were selling brand new in stores for like 39.99 and a hundred dollars like yeah yeah there was also there's games selling out like crazy all the time um mostly due to the the chip shortage in like the late 80s early 90s i think when super mario 2 came out there was like a big chip shortage so they were like running out of copies of the game for a while. But interesting stuff. You ever get a chance? Look up uh, the gaming historian. It's a lot of interesting stuff on there. Like the, the history of like the power glove and stuff, which we'll talk about later. <clears throat> uh, Joseph Priestley says, how, or actually he asked, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Um, Four. 20. Blaze. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Ten more days, gentlemen. Ten more days. <laughs> till we're blazing it. And working on puzzles. <laughs> what also he asked, what did y'all think of WrestleMania? Uh no one watches wrestling anymore, man. Except Daryl, mm. who's about to chime in. <laughs> yeah. I actually only chi- I only tuned in to the Boneyard match with uh, AJ Styles and um, The Undertaker. And it was the worst thing It was just weird because this year, <laughs> you know, like they had to cancel like the live crowd. Like they weren't doing it at a stadium. Like, you know, they were going to do it, do it. They split WrestleMania across two nights at the Performance Center. 
And so what they did was they had like a graveyard style match with AJ Styles and The Undertaker. And he's like motorcycle riding Undertaker again. And AJ Styles has been like making fun of his wife and stuff like that. And so they fought like outside of a barn. And, you know, it was cool, but it was, you know, like pre-filmed. It was just they had like this weird like uh like effects going on, like with like a like a filter or whatever to make it look like a horror movie a little bit. And what? That they is- tried, dude. He just you, you tried, kid. That's the lamest thing I've ever heard in my life. Well, okay, so a couple years ago, Matt Henry, Matt Henry, geez, Matt Hardy, uh, Matt Henry and Mark Henry had a baby, Matt Henry. Anyways, um, so Matt Hardy kind of reinvented himself as the broken Matt Hardy. You know, the whole delete, delete, delete. And so he he and his he and Jeff had uh like an outdoor event that they filmed themselves like a hardcore match called the final deletion where essentially he was going to delete his brother Jeff and kind of resurrect him as something new. And so (laughs) it was insanely cool, super low budget, but they made it work. Like it worked with the characters. It worked with like the, what they were doing. This really felt like, a WWE version of the final deletion, but Undertaker wasn't the phenom. You know, he was the he's the he's the biker again. And then AJ Is Styles. He? Yeah, yeah. Oh he's, the, he's a biker again. And AJ Styles is like he's a heel right now, but like he just was weird. That's the dumbest get up. You can't have Undertaker be a biker that wasn't even cool back then. Like he's he's a great wrestler, so even when he was the biker, like it didn't you know like it's still Undertaker. Now but, I'll give you this: it was the Undertaker's best performance in the past five years. Easy, cause just because he's been like, he's been so broke up, like behind the scenes stage. That's even worse. I know it was like weird. That was like inception when it comes to faking a fake match. Oh my gosh. Like it was weird, man. I don't know. Oh, and like, I, honestly, Joseph, like I, I wanted to watch the rest of it and I might still, but like I tuned in for that. And then I haven't seen anything it, that fake since my wedding night. Uh, I did. I just quit. <laughs> I, I just quit. I stopped. Hmm. So, dang! I haven't watched wrestling yeah. in a hot minute. Every time I think about getting back into it, I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, nah. Last year, leading up to WrestleMania, I watched every single WrestleMania ever. Leading up to it, that me and my kids watched them all together, and I was like going to sleep at night watching WrestleMania. And it was awesome, dude. I love wrestling. And when you go back in time, man, I guess there's something special about the golden years of wrestling, man. And we talked about this. Who did I talk about this? I talked about this at work the other day. As we were talking about wrestling, how like wrestling basically had like three golden years where it was like the old days with like Hulk Hogan and them. And then it was the. The, like the Monday Night War, well, not the Monday Night War. The Monday Night Wars was like stage three, and then like right in the middle, you had the uh, uh, 
like with Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and them. Yeah, like the WWF right before they made the switch to WWE. Yeah, this was so good. I mean, it's had some good eras since then, and like right now, I think they've got the most talented wrestlers that, like, I think the most talented wrestlers that have ever walked the face of the earth are wrestling today across the various promotions. Like, we've got guys who are just, they're so good. I mean, I'll use AJ Styles as an example. He's just phenomenal. It's just good, man. Like, we got some of these dudes, they they can put together matches that just, they're so entertaining to watch. Um, And they don't have to be, like, the -the over-the-top, like, weird, dramatic stuff like we used to have. Yeah. But in the same respect, like, there's just it, it, they they bring a level of like realism to it nowadays that doesn't mix as well with the uh, the old style <laughs> like caricatures and drama. It's weird yeah. how like like the more realistic they get with the matches and the more that like s- the spectacle is on the physicality and not so much the psychology. Yeah, if that makes sense. Well, and yeah. now it does. It does. It seems like it's almost like oil and water. The two styles, the old style and the new style, don't mix as good. Yeah. Well, we went to, I mean, Tanner was there. We went to that, that uh, panel at Soda City Comic Con with uh, Farouk and Teddy Long. And they were, even they were talking about wrestling now, how like wrestling is just so different than what it used to be. Now matches are just so much shorter, you know? Yep. It's like you have this really long intro, you get in, you got like, what, two minutes, and then you're out. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like they don't. Like so, they don't freaking. There's no psychology. It's 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 physicality now. It's like, you know, all the psychology is kind of chalked up and lost to. Like, let's just freaking let's talk a bunch of crap. Let's do some vignettes. We'll get in the match. We'll do some moves. Do your spot, and then boom. Yeah, it's just different now. But it's but when it's good, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um. Oh, what's that other league? The 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 X League, the what's it called? The other wrestling division, NXT. But you got NXT. AEW, like that was NXT. Yeah. AAW? A- what? What is that? Well, A- AEW. That's that's another wrestling league. So, like, oh, okay. It's okay. like Chris Jericho I and a bunch of and Cody Rhodes and all them started a wrestling league. It's it's good too. So. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, isn't that where what's his name went? Um it's where Jericho yeah. went. I don't hear you I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the dude with the face and the the tights. Dude with the yeah. mustache and the face. Gotcha. <laughs> no, the dude that used to be in the shield wears blue jeans and a wife beater. Oh he's yeah, like, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Yeah, Did he go there? He's he's John Moxley now, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I miss that dude. He's awesome. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> this has been a wrestling podcast. That's <laughs> it. Luke Bros. Wrestlecast. <laughs> All right. Um, Joe Palmieri, cool kid Joe, writes in, says he just got his 300th plat with Leisure Suit Larry. Shout out, Toast. What? And uh, he's also been playing another bunch of garbage. <laughs> I love it, dude. He's so he's so like I've been playing a bunch of trash. I play a bunch of garbage. It's cool. <laughs> Dumpster trophy slut. That's the best. Andrew Middlebus says I have been playing Gears of War five and For Honor on PS4. Uh, Aussie has a question. When do you, when you 
have to go out for essentials, do you find yourself more patient with people's idiotic behavior or less patient? Yes. Neither, because I don't go out. <laughs> Tanner says yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't so, go out. Yeah. I, I do. I haven't been out much in the past several months, much less like COVID didn't really change much for me. <laughs> like I realized that me and Tanner were riding out today to go pick up our copies of Final Fantasy VII that we were gifted so kindly. And um, we were out riding out to this GameStop all the way across town. Gifted, and yeah, yeah, we were we were gifted. Uh, it was a very very nice gesture. Yeah, who would buy Tanner a copy of Final Fantasy Seven? Um, it happened. I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so we were going to pick up our copies and freaking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I haven't, I told Tanner, I was like, I haven't been this far away from home or like outside of my routine <laughs> in months. Like I couldn't even, I can't even think about it because for so long now it's been work, home, karate, piano, work, home, karate, piano. Like I haven't even been to the flea market in months. Like, and you guys will notice I haven't been posting like these, these, my hauls or anything mm. I'm grabbing. You know what I'm saying? I just haven't been out. Like I haven't been mm. doing anything. I've been too busy. And uh, <laughs> we're riding across town. I'm like, dude, I can't even. It's been years since I've been on this side of town, but like, <laughs> it was crazy. So, yep. Yeah, I'm much more tolerant of people's stupidity because uh, I'm, I'm just thankful to be out. Same here. And last but certainly not least, CJ Anderson writes in says, Tiger King, you Americans are effing wild. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even average, know. That's the average day don't, in America. Don't you forget it. God bless America. <laughs> that's that's a day in the South, right there. Basically, yeah. That's just my cousin Ray Ray. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if Jeff Pearson was still alive, that he would. That's like his spirit animal, right there. <sighs> Rest in peace, literally. Yeah. So. I still haven't watched it, and because I said on the show I wasn't going to watch it, I've been photoshopped as the Tiger King. And then I said at work I wasn't going to watch it because it looks like a steaming pile of trash. And because I said that, someone at work photoshopped me as the Tiger King, wearing a giant Hawaiian shirt, holding a tiger, and now it's framed in my office. (laughs) Can't confirm, and it's glorious. The owner, freaking, the owner of our freaking company comes in there with the me as the Tiger King and f- framed and stuck it on my wall. <laughs> I was like, wow. You, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I need to watch the Tiger King. Wow. Oh, my God, dude. Dude, it was so funny when we were doing the show the other night and Josh was like wow daryl wow like he had no clue what we were doing and he he's just like wow <laughs> wow 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 on, on with it. <laughs> yeah good try josh <laughs> now nah, next time i see brandy i gotta do that wow you gotta wow. do all obnoxious wow. red <laughs> i heard you've been working with that covid19 wow wow brandy wow <laughs> Uh, you so, see the Tiger yeah. King? Wow. 
<laughs> she asked me, we were laying in bed the other night, and she goes, hey, you want to watch Tiger King? I was like, no, I'm sick of all this reality TV trash you make me watch. I'm not watching it. I'd rather watch nothing than watch that. And she was like, wow, Daryl, wow, just being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real talk. The big show has a show on Netflix, and no one's talking about it. I just saw the ad today. They want to see Tiger Team. Dude. Oh my gosh. It's I like was, Fuller House. <laughs> yeah. It's like everybody everybody loves Big Show. <laughs> yeah. Dude, speaking of Big Show, I've been watching <laughs> and speaking of trash, I've been watching Happy Season 2. Wow. Dude, yeah. It's freaking wild. Wow. And uh the Big Show is in <laughs> He's in Happy Season Two, and he's a uh, the so one of the main bad guys from the first season. He's his big gay cellmate, <laughs> <laughs> and he cries a lot. <laughs> God, that makes this, more sense. They have this one scene where, like, Blue, the uh, one of the bad guys from the first season, because he's in jail after the events of the first season. And uh, so he like blacks out a lot because he's been demon possessed and he wakes up and Big Show is just sitting there on the toilet, like all hunched over in the most awkward, disgusting looking position you can see, man, because he's duking. <laughs> and he's just sitting there crying. He cries like his baby blue eyes. And then it's like, blop, blop. <laughs> <laughs> like Tanner. Yeah. Oh God, no. Tanner was like Big Show, like on roids, just like. Bawk, bawk. Oh my God! You, you telling yeah. me T Bird is outshowing the Big Show? Oh man, he's oh. outsharding the Big Show. Mm. So. Well, <laughs> plop, 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 plop. Yep. So Big Show has a show on Netflix. I've got to watch it. It's called The Big Show Show. Yep, you need to. You guys need really need to watch Happy. I'm telling you, if you watch Happy, you will freaking you'll love it. You'll freaking love. It. It's like Max Payne on crack. If Max Payne was a TV show, right? Like, and Christopher Milani from SVU and uh, and Man of Steel, he's like the he's the, the drunken cop in the show, and he is just absolutely phenomenal. Like the dude is so good. So, yeah, yeah I, think I, watch, I think I'm gonna watch Tiger King. Yeah, I think this is. I haven't seen Tiger King, but I cannot imagine a world where that's better than Happy. I just, it's just not. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm still waiting for it for us to get all shut down, and then I'll watch it. If that never happens, I'll never watch it. Shut down. <laughs> what? Like you know, the whole s- state goes in the statewide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. Yep. Yeah. Thought you meant the show. <clears throat> Hell, that show will get <laughs> shut down. Wow. <laughs> um. So now we move on to the twat. Wow, Daryl. Wow. Wow, Daryl. Good old wow. rant. I know you guys want some twat. Wow, you guys are so raunchy. Wow, is this week's official topic? Wow, 
<laughs> my wife would hate me. <laughs> you, so, should her, you should let her listen to this. She told me a while back to subscribe her to the show on her phone and she <laughs> said so she could check it out. And I was like, I don't think I want you that embarrassed of me, actually. And then this will be the week she does it. And she's gonna be like, Wow, Daryl, listen to your show. You just make fun of me like I saw B Redneck. Wow. <laughs> it's like, well, you're doing it now. <laughs> I just pictured her to say this. It's so funny. Yeah, this is the crap I listen to every day. It's a, oh my god! All right, one more one more funny thing my wife says before we go to the twat. So we're laying in bed and like, yeah, I'm not much of a cuddler. Yeah, it's not it's not my favorite. <laughs> but like, you know, I'll cu- I've been with my wife for 18, almost 19 years. This year will be 19 years, and I cuddle her, you know. And so, and <laughs> I pulled something in my back the other day, so it was more comfortable for me to lay facing her than it was to lay like oh, facing away from her and so i was like you know what like i'll go ahead and, and just give her the cuddles and then you know it's also more comfortable for me so win-win that's what my thought was right so i like hey babe you want to be the little spoon <laughs> and so she cuddles up next to me and she looks at me with the sweetest grin on her face ever and she's like Sometimes I just want to wear your skin. That's what I said. I was like, if, and she's like, no, like, a, like, she's like, like an animatronic. Like sometimes I just want to be inside you. I was oh like, wow. God. Wow, Brandy. Wow. Get weird. She's <laughs> uh. just, I just picture her wearing like your head. You, <laughs> looks like the most like insane buffalo. version of the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics. Yeah. Buffalo <laughs> brandy over here trying to wear my skin. <laughs> Mouth's like moving. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Tuck my sack back. Uh, God. Uh, so yep. That's my life, guys. That's my life. My wife yeah. trying to wear my skin like an animatronic. <laughs> this week's official topic, uh, with the PS5 controller finally making its appearance on the interwebs and receiving mixed reviews from fans and Xbox tryhards alike. We'll get to that in a second. What are some of gaming's worst accessories slash peripherals? What are gaming, some of gaming's best? T-Bird, why don't you go first? Uh, I'm going to say just for worst, pretty much anything that Mac has ever made. Because <laughs> you had about, argue that. Because you about you had Don't, about either a year or a month worth of time to use it. Truth. Yeah, yeah those, they sucked. <laughs> that was uh, one of the worst third party <laughs> companies ever made. Uh huh. Yeah, can't argue it. that one. The '64 uh, era was the worst. Was probably the worst. Oh too. God, yeah, those were terrible. The '64 Madcast controls, like they never worked. The joysticks were always wonky and loose. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I laid to the side. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll tell you one. Who wants to wear your skin? <laughs> yeah, true that. So I got the animatronic controller over here. Gonna be inside me, nah, dude. So I've told the story on our old version of the show years ago. My dad used to own a video store, and he had poker machines. 
But what he would do is we would close up our video store, right? And he would go play the poker machines down the road as to not have to like work his own machines and pay out himself or whatever. So the deal was if at the time it was, uh, they had just passed a law to where it was illegal to pay out more than $125 uh, per person per 24 hours. So my dad would do is he'd go, all right, just me and my, me and my brother. And he'd go, here's the deal. I hit the $125 payout. You guys get 25 bucks a piece. Right. And then he would keep the rest. And that was our, that basically he was paying us to sit there on the stools beside him at the gas station and not piss him off while he played poker machines. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, and with $25 at Walmart, basically all you're going to get is the mad cat stuff. So basically. we had, yeah, we had all the mad cats controllers for PS one, um, for X or for uh, Nintendo 64. And anytime our cousins or friends came over, it was always like, Hey, you guys want to play Goldeneye? Hey, you guys want to play Tekken? Whatever. I was like, I got dibs on the real controller. <laughs> and then you always make whatever chump came to play with you, use the Mad Cat stuff that never worked right. Mm-hmm. Nothing says a uh, good house host like making your friends play with a Mad Cat's <laughs> controller. <laughs> it's like, not only we're going to play Tekken and you're going to be Mad Cat's controller, but then I'm picking Eddie Gordo. <laughs> Why will my guy walk forward? Oh, the controller's inverted. Okay, <laughs> you get good scrub. This no. controller's not not working. So, as far as some of the best, again, I've told, I've, I've told, I've talked about this controller before on the old version of the show but uh was it logitech put out wireless controllers for the ps2 and the og xbox and when i actually bought my when i got an og xbox a couple years ago i got the logitech wireless controller for it and at the time that was like the most ergonomic like the best feeling Xbox control because you know you had the Duke, you had the S, and then you had the Logitech, and um, you know we all know the Duke it sucked, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed those controllers. You know, like I think that was some of the best like peripheral, like like third party stuff. I mean, like there's good stuff nowadays. Like you got the Xbox uh, Elite controller, like that thing's pretty friggin' solid. You can add. You can add weight to it. You can change the triggers in the back. You can change the buttons. Um, I just picked up the PS4, uh, the the back touch trigger se- uh, setup. I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's like, I think I paid 20 something, almost between 20 and 30 bucks for it. And it slides in the base of the controller and it adds two more triggers on the back, like on the like little... Uh, are they called triggers, Tan? Or tan or are they called paddles? Paddles. Paddles, yeah. But <clears throat> I've been using a full lot of those things, and I really, really, really like that attachment. Like, that has been a game changer for me. Um, yeah, I I'm actually haven't ever really got to use controllers with paddles on them yet. Every time I go to, like, buy... Every time I want to go buy stuff, it's like, oh, this new console's coming out. Don't buy it yet. Or like, mm-hmm. like, like right at the end of 360 life. That's what I was about to do. And then it's like, oh, Xbox One coming out this year. I'm like, okay, 
I ain't spending that money. Yeah. Then the, I thought about doing it again, and then Scuff was like, "Hey, we got we're not Scuff." Xbox was like, "Hey, we got our own thing now. Buy it." I'm like, great. Or it, like it got announced. And I was like waiting for prices or some stupid. Yeah, I uh, I, I have a hard time trying to uh, spend some of the money on that stuff. You know, like I was telling you, I want a scuff, but I don't want to pay scuff price for it. Yeah. Um. But uh, my kids just recently broke my Spider Man Special Edition controller, so they they broke my. 20th anniversary special edition controller and now my Spider-Man. So I've got a couple of them I'm going to experiment with. I think I'm going to start, you know, kind of tinkering around, getting some aftermarket parts and maybe do a little bit of modding on these controls since I got, you know, <laughs> I can't do nothing else with them. But. So I, I pulled up a list of controls, actually, um, just out of curiosity. I found this one on the controllerpeople.com which is apparently a website, but uh, it listed some controls on here. And a lot of these controls I personally had experiences with. Um, they do list the Duke, which wasn't that great. And I think it would have been a better controller if it was smaller, but it was just big. Like it was a huge controller. The black and white button was kind of lame too. I'm glad they added the bumpers. That was such a great addition to 360. So like the 360 controller and the, PS4 controller now, in my opinion, are probably two of the best controllers ever. Now, like the yeah. new the new Xbox One, I haven't had much time to use it, but what what little bit I did use it, I, I thought it was pretty good. That was pretty solid control. Uh, I think I held your brother's Pro control, <laughs> Elite it's Penis. Yep. Yeah, the Elite. Excuse me. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. That also, was, the name good. of his penis. But. <laughs> 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 yeah, elite. and then you can touch my controller um yeah the the actual nintendo switch like pro controller is actually pretty solid like for anyone wanting to like get a switch and not want to play with the little joy cons because like i play smash on the switch and nothing irritates me more than when i go to my cousin's house to play it and their pro controllers aren't charged so i have to use the joy cons that's the worst because my hands are so big and it's so tiny and it's like can't, I can't remember a character like this. Give me a break. Yeah. So is the uh, does it does the pro? I don't have a pro controller because I refuse to pay the pro controller price. Hmm. Um, is is the uh, does it have good weight to it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it don't feel to me at least it doesn't feel cheap. Like it, it feels solid. If it's a good, comfortable control, and like there's even a lot of uh friends of mine who own switches that all say the same thing they're like the first thing you should do when you get a switch get a pro control it'll be your best investment <clears throat> um my uncle uh jeff even said that too so and my cousins agree too they're like yeah it's definitely way better like we like the joy cons because our hands are smaller but at the same time the pro control is just so much better it's just way more comfortable uh, the joy cons are small but like and they look really stupid but they actually, they're actually not bad. Like they feel like they, they, they're responsive. Like they're not, uh, yeah. Like, me personally, when I, when I do play the switch, I typically play with, you know, just handheld mode mm-hmm. and, um, uh, and it's, it's not bad like that. Like my wife and I were staying up at night playing, uh, Tetris together at Tetris 99 for a while. Thank you. And we would just, we would just split the joy cons and you know, hang out in the bedroom and play. Yeah. And that was pretty straight. There's like these little sleeves you can buy to put on top of your Joy-Cons 
to where they basically press down for the bumpers to be more responsive. Because that's my biggest issue whenever you're playing a game that requires the bumpers, like Smash, because you use it to block and like if you move a direction while you're um while you press a bumper, you can either do a dodge or you could do like a roll. <clears throat> and those are very, very important if you want to maneuver while you're fighting on the ground. And so like there was times where I'd try to press the bumper, but my hands are so big that like, you know, it was just it felt so confined. But there's like these little sleeves you could buy to put on top of it. So you can just, you know, it's like quicker response. So it's kind of like a in typical like Nintendo Switch fashion. It's just another accessory to buy. But yeah, so I mean, don't go through all that trouble. Just get a just get a pro control. But um, so the Duke was kind of dookie. In my personal experience in my life, through all the controls that I've used, the absolute worst. Worst control I ever used was the Nintendo 64 control. Um, looking back, like it was function for certain games, it was functional, I guess. Like playing like Zelda felt like Locker in a Time felt very comfortable playing it because you had the joystick and it's just that game just was perfect for it. Mario, same thing. It was a good game to play with it. But then there's other games where like this was pr- of course pre DualShock era. Where you had one joystick and they are trying to find a way to rotate your axis without another joystick. And so you had to use the C buttons to move. And I was actually playing Turok Seeds of Evil on my emulator the other day. And I'm sitting there trying to move and it's like, it's so wonky and just rigid. And so I actually switched up because I have a X input so I can use my PS4 control through my computer and program it any way I want. Um, same thing. I could program it in the emulator itself too. So I'm in there and I'm like customizing the buttons the way I want it so I can basically make my own makeshift version of DualShock here to play Torok. And it still felt bad. <laughs> like it just felt Dang. so it felt so tight and like, you know, I just I couldn't aim good. I was like, how did I ever play this game on, on 64? It's like we are so spoilt now because the controls have just gotten so much better. So uh also when i was a kid my hands were still small so it's like i had to choose either middle or outside and like not a lot of games use the outside like i can't even think of a game where i use the the d-pad maybe maybe killer instinct that's right i think it was killer instinct that i used the um d-pad because i remember my thumbs used to get blisters from doing the combos dang but um that's another thing too. Like the D pad never got used, so it never got properly broken. In, so when you did use it, it killed your hand. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was just such a weird control. Great system, great games, weird control. So, um, but yeah, looking down on the list, there's a lot of interesting ones on here too. Like uh, the Sega Activator, which I never knew was a thing. Apparently, it was like a periphery, a periphery, a peripheral you would hook up to your Sega, and it responded to like movements so it's kind of like a like a makeshift uh i don't want to say vr but more like a sensor control more like you had to move your like your left hand a certain way for the d-pad and your right hand for the buttons and there's actually a really funny video you can look up of a, a dude from a youtube channel called ryan right now where he's playing street fighter on the sega and uh he's trying he's sitting there trying to attack and he's like swinging his arms and he's just getting the crap kicked out of him <laughs> <laughs> uh the DualShock 3 is on here. 
for worse controls. I don't. I agree with that. I think that was a good control. I like so, it, and I liked it a lot back when like uh, PS3 was like my main. But now that I've been playing my PS4 so much, like going back to a PS3, the triggers and how lightweight the controller is, it's not near as it's not near as enjoyable. Oh, definitely. I mean, it was just a slightly bigger version of the PlayStation One control with joysticks. Uh, it's definitely a noticeable difference when you go from the PS4 to PS3. Like it feels weird, but you know, a lot of people hate it on the PS4 control. Still do. I know not a like die-hard Xbox fans think it's like the worst control ever, and I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> There's no way. Um, uh, I think control, I think what I think that I think the PS4 control is probably my favorite controller of all time now. Um. I think the the Xbox One controller has really grown on me, but not the not the launch version. Like the uh like I use the lunar gold that's got the grips on the back. Mm-hmm. And I love that controller. It's so comfortable and I don't love uh how Xbox has like round buttons. Uh, their face buttons are round. Mm-hmm. Um but that's like a kind of a really nitpicky thing but for the most part yeah i really dig no. the uh, current current controllers no i can see that i, I feel like the buttons because the, the playstation buttons are a little flatter you know more responsive depending on what kind of game you're playing i know uh playing fighting games on the xbox were always a pain in the butt like the few times i played killer instinct it was yeah, kind of the d-pad's terrible the d-pad's bad and the the buttons just weren't as responsive you know because some moves require you to press two buttons at the same time and when you're <laughs> when you have to and it, this might be getting kind of nitpicky. Like I'd say, just use fight stick because F controls for fighting games. But um, like when you have to press two buttons at the same time, if it if, like you can't position your finger fast enough, then like you know, but both buttons don't get pressed, then you just screwed up the move or whatever. But I mean, chances of that happening are can be slim. But you know what I mean. Like it's better for the control to just be built like responsive enough to handle that than you know. Um, Intel Wireless apparently had a uh, what they call Series Gamepad. It was like a wireless control, I guess, for the PC. Uh, was this for a PC? I don't know. It looked terrible though. It looked like as you literally it looked like a horseshoe with buttons. <laughs> it looked pretty rough. Uh, the power oh. glove is on here. <laughs> what now, Tanner? I was gonna say I remember seeing a video. Recently, on like, I think one of Logitech's first like mice they were trying to make for console gaming, or just one of their first gaming mice in general. Man, that thing looked atrocious. You mm-hmm. basically you you put a mouse on a joystick and then put it on a mouse pad itself, and then have it where it can only go side to side. <laughs> oh my goodness! That was their first like gaming mouse. <laughs> Man, times have changed. Yeah, that's it. I remember there was a lot of like third party PC controllers that were great back in the day. Um, like Logitech made a bunch of them. Uh, they had like some good ones. I know we had some that we bought specifically for uh, Nintendo, like Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega emulators back in the day. Cause we were like, well, I'm tired of playing on keyboard. We need to get a good controller. And so we found one that was USB supported. You plugged it in and the computer read it right, right away. You go into your emulator, you set your control up. It was perfect. The only thing it was missing was a selected start button. 
which we would just program on the keyboard. But it was like the best controller to play with. Now you can just use your Xbox or your PlayStation controller, which is just as good, not better. Definitely better. More buttons. Um, Power Glove is listed on here, which is interesting. I, like I was saying before, I watched the history of this, and it was pretty interesting because the like the whole overall story of the Power Glove is just so fascinating. Because like the the guys who got together and basically created virtual reality made like these gloves that NASA would use to like program stuff and to like work on space shuttles and stuff. And like, uh, there was a toy slash video game, um, dev, or maybe he was a producer or something. He saw it, took the idea and went to Mattel and was like, Hey, here's an idea for, uh, peripheral I have for Nintendo. It's a new way to play games. And so they took it and they were like, well, this is too expensive to mass produce. So now we got to make it cheaper. So that's, so then the power glove came about. So that was a, I've never actually, I think I've held one once, so I never actually played with one. That is a uh, new control. Which, what are you talking about, Frosty? The pa- Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey. The power wiener. Uh, the Dreamcast controls on here. I thought that was interesting. Um, I, I really like the Dreamcast controller. I have mis- I have mixed feelings with it. Like I like it. It's it was perfect for what it was, right? I just I do feel like it was it felt cheap. Like that's some cheap feeling plastic. You know what I mean? Yep. And the cord was on the bottom, which always hurts oh, me yeah. because you know when you sit down, the cord is going up under, and it's like touching your hands, and you not to mention you lose a good like three four inches from the cord, right? So we ain't got a three four inches to spare. I know. I know. I was born with a small wiener. <laughs> so I need it long. And it's just <laughs> what I what we need. Um I I got one that I want to throw out there and it's not it's built in, so it might not go. But the uh the PSP, the little I love playing my PSP. And the little thumbstick that it had, and you would, you know, games were kind of designed for you to strafe with your face buttons then. Yeah. But I just, I remember, like, aside from the width of the PSP not being, like, after a while, your hands kind of hurt just from holding something so thin. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know you wanted to say it. That's what she said. I heard you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But, uh. I don't know, man. I used to love playing on that game, like on the PSP. Like I just thought it controlled and it felt so good. And there were so many times where I just wished that I could just control. Like, why can't I just play my PlayStation with the PSP? And same thing goes with the Vita, and especially because it's got two thumbsticks. Mm. I'd love to just sync those up and just that's been my controllers. Hmm. And last on this list is the uh, the Connect. I thought that was an interesting one. <laughs> well, that was a, uh, yeah. It was a, a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. A peripheral so good that a techno DJ made it a stage prop. Just a bunch of them. Dude, okay. So, you know, we have the Tsunami Center, right? At work? Yes. Okay. So, I'll, attached to the Tsunami Center is also, a uh like a golf training area right 
And in said golf training area, we have like multiple cameras set up. So if people are like swinging and you know practicing or whatever, they can get the full range of motion of everything in their body. We have a connect set up at work as one of the cameras. Not kidding you. <laughs> so it's actually like the the Xbox One Connect is actually a good camera. <laughs> oh, I knew. Yeah, the PS4 ones. Ugh. The the eye or whatever, not so good. That's I like okay. it. I got I got the second version of it. Hmm. What I, I have. have. I might have the original. I don't know. I just know that uh, it could be my lighting too. <laughs> I have seen That's people. The s- thing. Yeah, that is the biggest thing. I have seen people use like the 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 PS4 camera and have like amazing picture quality. And I'm over here using my like Logitech camera on my PC, and it's like <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> could be better. It's all about lighting. Lighting is very important. Well, like I uh, so because I streamed one time. <laughs> Uh, here recently and what I ended up doing after my stream because I was having some lighting issues is directly above me is a ceiling fan with like three bulbs so I put three like of the hyper white um, 100 watt bulbs in here <laughs> so, so now if I want to stream it's like I got all the light in the world like better than you remember when we used to stream the show and we had the, I had those two big light kits yes yeah, oh, my light's way better than that now. Just wow. these, <laughs> just your regular lights. <laughs> my regular light, yeah. That's awesome. Hey, before we get out of here, what do you guys think about the actual look of the PS5 <laughs> controller, the Dual Sense? Yeah, I think it. I think it looks fine. I mean, it was. It's 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 always jarring when you know, like, because we've been playing the PS4 now for what. Six years, seven years, six Wait, years, seven years. Yeah, so we've we've have become accustomed to it, and it was kind of like just an upgrade version of the the, the PS3 slash PS2. You know what I mean? Like they went from PS2 to PS3, then they upgraded, and so it's you know now it's like it's completely different. It's a completely different color. Um, it looks like the actual legs look a little longer, or I don't know what you call those. Um, yeah, slady bits. <laughs> it's lady parts. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think it looks awesome. I think it looks fine. I think we're gonna just grow to like it because it's PlayStation. You know what I mean? Um, we just gotta kind of put our faith in them that they know what they're doing, like, and hope that they're not gonna make you know. Because you gotta remember back in the PS3, it was when they announced the banana. And everyone was kind of like, this looks like trash. They went back, they tested it. They said, yep, this is trash. <laughs> and then they gave us the actual PS3 control. So I think this is the one we're getting though. And I think it's, I think it's fine. You know, I think we've kind of, I think we've come to a point where like, we know how control should feel. So there's no way you could possibly screw it up. You know, like if you screw up a control now, <laughs> no, like, you worry, on, don't man. give it, no, don't give them a chance. They will. <laughs> I underestimate. <laughs> Underestimate them. <laughs> Here, hold, my, hold my beer. I got you. <laughs> hold my other control. Dude, true. 
But I think it looks cool. For me, it always comes down to how it feels in my hand. Mm-hmm. And I like that is the absolute most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. Like the junk's gotta feel good. Like it so. better feel like. Never mind. Yep. Like that's always <laughs> been my problem. Like going back and playing retro games. Like the hardest part for me up until now, because now there's so many different avenues to play them. But like it used to be years ago, like growing up, it was like when the new system came out, I never went back. Mm. It was never so much the game's fault. It was always the controls. It was like, man, the new controllers, that's all I want to use. Like yeah. when I got my, my Nintendo 64, I did not want to play my Super Nintendo anymore. And yeah. that, that controller is not very good, but like, to me, it was the greatest. Yeah. Going back to controls, I feel like the GameCube also was a very underappreciated control for its time. Yes, it well, was. was. Like, it was very, you know, people had mixed feelings, but then, like, looking back, we're like, wow, that's really good control. To the point where, like, even competitive Smash players use GameCube controls to play Smash. Like, the oh, yeah. newest. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like, what would it be like if like you play the new Zelda using a 64 control. Like that's kind of how I feel like, but no one would do that. Cause that control was Duke. But, yep. but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the loop bros podcast. We appreciate you listening. Be sure to like, share, subscribe on all of our mini outlets, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play, uh, Spotify. Maybe soon to be YouTube. Actually, we have a YouTube channel, but we will be posting more content in the future. We promise. Um, so be on <laughs> it's the recorded. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, also, if you want to follow us, remember we do have a Facebook group. Go to Facebook. Go to the search bar. Type in the Loot Rose Podcast. It is a closed group. Ask nicely. We will let you in. We would like to play. Uh, you can oh, follow yeah, that's there. another crap controller. That, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't even have a pro control with it. They were just like, here's these two sticks. You're welcome. <laughs> but you know what? I mean, it's, it's different. They were trying new things. They were being bold. I applaud that. They sold a lot of units. But yep. All because of the game that came with it. <laughs> pretty much dude that was a legendary <laughs> game though that was fun and the resident before we make uh i can't even say twilight princess that wasn't even a wii exclusive it actually when it was announced at e3 it was for the gamecube so that's not even what it have mario galaxy one and two boom three games super smash brothers brawl we didn't have a luigi's mansion did we i don't no. believe so Anyways, we out. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitch. I've actually been streaming a lot of retro games, something I completely forgot to mention. What are we playing? <laughs> yep. Did I even say what I was playing? No, uh, I don't think you did. Wow, you let me get this far? Appreciate that. Well, it's funny as I thought about it more than once on the show, but there hasn't, I haven't found a way to. You're just like, be like, oh, oh my yeah. God, what's he playing? I want to know. You know what? It's a secret. You have to find out next week. There you but, go. Uh, and don't forget our stream, a 12 hour stream, noon to midnight. When you're hearing this, it will be the week of. And if you're listening to this a year later, go back and watch the archive version. Heck yes. That's it. That's it. That's all we got.
right. Two two three six, greatest horror game podcast out there. Two two three six, Mafia. That's all I got, man. Yeah, next week. <laughs> <laughs> all right, oh yeah, wieners. Where Josh? I suck. <laughs>